Fundraising everywhere. 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 You need to add me in there. Welcome back to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. Now, over the next few episodes, we're taking a look at some of our favourite legacy fundraising on-demand sessions in celebration of our Legacy Fundraising virtual conference coming up on the 15th of February. If you'd like to join us at the conference, you can use the promo code FEPODCAST to get 50% off your ticket. Yep, just head to our website and pop in FEPODCAST at checkout to get 50% off our Legacy Fundraising virtual conference in February. Enjoy today's session. Hello, my name's Peter Cashman, and I'm coming to you from the wilds of Hertfordshire. And I'm going to be talking to you about creating or refreshing your legacy proposition. So this session is going to be about creating or refreshing a legacy proposition. And I'm going to take you through uh, Tier Fund's experience of that over the last 12 months. We have been refreshing our legacy proposition. And exactly how you approach that task and your decision to do it will vary from charity to charity. So I'm going to explain to you what Tier Fund have done and hopefully just the, the sharing of that experience may be useful to you and help you to consider it if you're, if you're considering that challenge or considering how you might want to approach that in your, in your world. What is a legacy proposition is a key thing to just make sure we're clear on at the start. I've, I've said that the, a legacy proposition is the core message designed to influence and convince your target supported audiences to leave a gift in their will to your charity. So it's not just the message that will um, last for one, one campaign or, or one set of advertising or one communication piece. This is about the core underlying message um, that is you're confident, is compelling to your audience, and the, you want it to really be threading through more uh, your whole um, set of communications and materials around um, both convincing people to consider leaving a, uh, leaving a legacy in their will, leaving a gift in their will, but also um, through to the stewardship of pledges. So going back 12 months ago, this was uh, Tier Fund's previous legacy proposition, and it was your legacy, their gift of life. Why did we feel we needed to develop a new proposition? Well, there are a few drivers for us. Firstly, we had had a brand refresh, and so uh, our brand proposition, but also our uh, look and feel of our design had, had been updated, and we hadn't looked at our legacy proposition since then. So there was a sense of needing to bring our legacy proposition in line with our overall brand proposition. The second reason for us was we had made a business case and we'd secured investment for um, increasing uh, the amount of marketing investment in some colder channels. Um, so we had, having had that secured, part of that business case was that we would update the proposition to ensure that we were getting the greatest bang for our buck out of that proposition that we knew that it would resonate well with our audience. And that leads on to the third point, really, which was 
we had used a little bit of audience insight. We had spoken to supporters in developing that previous proposition, but um, we had limited ourselves just to our warm supporter base. And it had been a few years since we had been able to do that. So we wanted to make sure that we had uh, a really up-to-date, insight-driven proposition. So for you, and as you're considering creating or refreshing your proposition, it's important to be clear on these points right at the start. Why are you thinking of updating or, or creating your legacy proposition? What are the reasons for your charity that are making you think, actually, this needs some attention? And the reason you need to be clear on those is because it will be a significant investment of time and resource. Uh, and so you have to make sure that it is the right time to address it, that it is needed, and that you're clear on your reasons so that you can build those into your plan for how you'll develop your proposition. And it's important to really consider the expertise you need to develop your proposition. You may find that you have that entirely in-house, or you may find that actually you want to draw in others um, to make sure that you are working to a process and that you've got all the right skills and expertise to, to build what you need. So the team for Tier Fund, we decided to go for a mixture of uh, some expertise internally in-house and also drawing in some external support where we felt we needed it. So for developing the, the concepts and the core proposition, we decided to use our internal copy and design team. They understand our warm supporter audience really well. They have are producing things like the supporter magazine, as well as prayer communications and church communications. So we felt that they would um, be able to use the language and, uh, and speak to our supporters in the way that they were used to and also consistent with other communications that we were sending out to them. We wanted to make sure that we had good legacy fundraising expertise um, and also a little bit of an external perspective just to challenge us. And so we, we invited Claire Routley from Legacy Link to be that um, support in helping to challenge us on some of the concepts we were developing, but also to bring in a view of what others were doing in, in the market to help compare what we were doing um, with, with other, uh, other legacy propositions. We wanted a research uh, agency and we, uh, we appointed Breathe to conduct some qualitative research, some focus groups to make sure that our proposition was insight driven. We had the legacy team who were um, have the knowledge of how to execute all the marketing activity um, as well as the integration with all our, um, all our business as usual legacy fundraising. And we also, um, we made use of Catalyst as a creative agency um, for uh, partly as additional capacity to develop more creative when we got to roll out, but also with knowledge of uh, media buying and help us to, helping us to do, do that side of things. You can see that Tier Fund have done a mixture there of making make use of both the internal uh, expertise and knowledge and external suppliers. I think the key thing for you as you're starting is to think, well, who would be best to develop the creative? Who has the real strong legacy expertise? Where are we going to get our insights? And who are going to be the best to do the marketing execution? And that could be um, the production of, uh, of 
direct marketing materials. It could be digital marketing. It could be the media buying side of it. Um, but the answers to those questions could be people. Uh, they could be people within your charity. They could be freelancers, or they could be agencies. And I would just encourage thinking through what are your needs and who would be best for your charity, uh, aligned to your budget and your your specific uh, skills and experience that you hold internally. What are your needs? And thinking that through will help you to decide on the team you need for your proposition. So we were giving ourselves a year to really work on this, beginning with developing the concepts. This is starting April 2022 uh, and rolling through to March 2023. So developing the concepts, researching and refining those, uh, initial testing autumn 2022, and then campaign rollout um, in early 2023. And we did need to stick to that year timeline because of the budget that we'd secured um, in order to increase our marketing investment, we needed to uh, use that budget before the end of March 2023. At an early stage, we decided to look around and see what others were doing with their legacy proposition. We looked at some particular competitors. These aren't um, the full list. These are just a few that we picked out. We looked at um, those relevant to our cause, so faith and international development, and then some, some charities working exclusively in either of those fields. And we just used it as a source of inspiration and ideas, but also an understanding of what sort of territory was being adopted by our peers and where might our proposition fit in alongside others. And we worked with Legacy Link on that to get their thoughts, advice, and uh, that external perspective. So the brief we had for developing the proposition, audience-wise, we wanted to consider the more traditional audience, but also the baby boomer audience, which we know uh, is uh, an audience of high potential uh, with uh, for legacy fundraising. But it's also, uh, but we've got representation, good representation of both of those audiences within Tier Fund's existing supporter base. Uh, we are slightly more leaning towards the traditional audience and a little bit lower on the, the boomers. Tier Fund has been around um, for 55 years. So there's a number of people who have grown up with Tier Fund and been on that journey with us, which is uh, really helpful. But we want to make sure that we continue to appeal to the boomers who are uh, the sort of up and coming audience in, in the legacy perspective. We want to make sure that our um, proposition is distinctive. So in order to invest in legacy fundraising, we know that there are lots of charities that are doing that. So we want to make sure that for our target audience of active Christians, that we are standing out and, and standing out from the crowd. And Crucially, we wanted to be a bit more explicit with our faith motivation. So we know how important that is for Tier Fund as a Christian charity. We have a lot of active Christians as supporters who support us and their reason for supporting and it is grounded in their faith and they see their support as a natural outworking of that. So for our legacy proposition, really key that we're reflecting that back. Um, obviously, for your charity, the motivations will probably be um, different, but it's really important to 
think about what are what do we know is core and really central to our supporters' motivations and make sure you're building that into the heart of your legacy proposition. So we developed some concepts and these were produced by the in-house team. We worked uh, sort of in partnership with Legacy Link to be able to uh, refine those. So uh, there were two or three rounds of creative development before we even got to our final creative concepts. But we were deliberately pushing things in a few different directions. So because we knew that we were testing, we, that enabled us to, to try out a few different directions with always knowing that we would be then paying attention to what was said in the focus groups and refining in, in response to that. So that gave us a bit of a freedom to test and explore some new areas. So you can see some demonstrations of uh, how these would look as Facebook ads here on the screen. So we had God's love, your gift, no limits. Imagine the possibilities and turn faith, hope and love into lasting action. Then we moved into the point where we were actually testing these concepts um, in focus groups. There was a pre-task that was conducted, which was to allow us to ask all those who were participating in the focus groups to just explain their past experience of making wills, um, their attitudes towards it, and also the extent that they had left a gift in their will to charity or had considered that in the past. There wasn't a clear uh, one of the three concepts that we had tested. Uh, there wasn't a clear winner that we could just take and use, but there was a very clear aspects of each of them that we knew were resonating. And so we took those out and combined them into uh, a what we saw had to all be there within the final proposition. So that was the aspect of beginning with God's love, Christ's love for the active Christian audience. That's um, a critical starting point. Um, then the, the you and your legacy and your gift and your will was in the middle, placing yourself in relation to God's love and then talking about transformation. But the critical thing was that this was transformation that lasts. But in terms of the proposition, that was our core takeaway of these are the aspects that have to be there in the final version. And that resulted then in going back to our internal copy and design team and saying, uh, let's refine based on what we've learned from research. And we came up with this, God's love, your legacy, lasting transformation. God's love transforms lives. When we partner with what God is doing in the world, amazing things can happen. That's why a gift in your will could leave an extraordinary legacy. Families freed from cycles of poverty, children receiving an education that sets them up for life, local churches strengthened, communities empowered to take their future into their own hands. All of it leading to a transformation that lasts generation after generation, and all of it done through Tier Fund's network of local church partners around the world. Poverty is not God's plan, you are. With a gift in your will to Tier Fund, you will be helping to spread the love of God in practical ways wherever the need is greatest, creating a legacy of lasting transformation. So I hope you can see in there the, um, the faith aspect being really brought to the fore, the link with uh, our refreshed brand, um, and also produce something that is distinctive to Tier Fund. So just a few quick thoughts about researching and refining. There it is a, a process of 
um, iteration. But as you go through that, those iterations, it's really important to keep coming back to what is going to make this most compelling for our supporters. What do they care about most? Who do they see themselves as? And how does this proposition help them to see how leaving a gift in their will can be that moment of um, self-actualization, something that's so core to who they are and who they want to be in the world. Be ready to be surprised and proved wrong. I think one thing that came out for me, I was quite surprised how um, almost hard-nosed supporters were around um, wanting to know that there would be a, a plan at, that worked and see the evidence of that impact. Definitely there was a resistance to anything that felt uh, fluffy or too broad or too vague or too like marketing speak. Uh, and so we had to really make sure all of that was reined in. Um, there, there will be surprises and there will be things that you uh, think you know and actually you'll have that challenged. And if the research and insight is working well, that should be the case. And at this stage, make sure uh, that the key thing is to be confident on the core message uh, and know that the detail will change a bit even beyond this point. There, there can be a temptation here to think we've got to lock up the final thing and it's going to be this way forever. But actually, things will continue to change and evolve a bit during testing. So be prepared to do that. In autumn 22, we did some initial testing of this messaging. We went out with uh, some social media advertising, um, Facebook ad there on the screen for you, uh, just starting to put some of these uh, messages, uh, the core elements of the proposition out there in our advertising. And we also uh, within our supporter email and our supporter magazine, we included uh, a, a legacy pledger story that was written uh, really with the guidance of this new this new messaging. And I wouldn't say that we had hard hard measures of that warmer messaging, but it was a little way of testing the water and testing it practically. And then with the Facebook advertising, it was an ability to test that against. Uh, what we'd been achieving with our previous advertising, and we were pleased to see um, uh, an improvement on what we'd had already, which gave us confidence to, to press on. Critical to updating the proposition is we want that to carry through, not just from that moment of awareness and consideration, but right through to then choosing to leave a gift and the subsequent stewardship. So we have our inquiry pack and our pledger pack and uh, associated emails and next of kin pack. Uh, and you can see on the left some examples of what we had before and on the right um, what we've moved to. And so at the same time as we started on the initial testing, we started work on updating these, knowing that we were working towards um, that, that Q4 moment where we were going to roll out and um, invest more marketing. We wanted to make sure that our, our inquiry and stewardship packs and the follow-up materials were all then in line with that new messaging. And another critical point was updating the website. So we, we started then to, to refresh the imagery, refresh the, um, the copy there on the website to make sure that that was all matching up as well. And then came the rollout. So we, we planned this for January 2023, and we wanted to invest in a few different uh, cold, cold channels. Um, that's not that we were really targeting supporters who uh, are completely cold to tier fund, but with our active Christian audience, we were able to use some 
uh, Christian uh, Christian media in order to to reach those who would have uh, many of whom would have some familiarity with Tier Fund. Uh, some may actually be existing supporters that we cannot reach internally because either they don't have the, um, the relevant consent or perhaps they're just not paying attention to some of our, our warm materials. So we had a, we were calling it a legacy awareness campaign. And our ambition here was to take the new legacy proposition to increase the reach, awareness and engagement with Tierfund's legacy message among the warm supporter audience. So we did have activity um, planned for our warm supporters, but also the lookalike audiences. Um, and our KPIs for this period were uh, in terms of marketing reach, making sure we could reach um, four and a half million uh, that the legacy inquirers, we set ourselves the target of 96, legacy pledges 28. And we did do a bit of a division between, um, so our intention here is that this helps to uplift our business as usual activity. So some of that is to arrive within quite a short time frame, but then uh, the rest of it is also to come in over over the coming, uh, coming year or two. And, uh, and the other thing that we were doing is measuring the awareness among tier fund donors. So we had a benchmark survey in October 2021 and aiming for an increase on that benchmark um, in a repeat of that survey in March 2023. So here's an example of the finished creative. So this is a press ad um, and an example of some of the titles that that was going in. Um, so you can see how we weren't using the exact wording of, here of God's love, your legacy, lasting transformation, but that is woven into the heart of the copy with that headline, be part of God's plan for transformation with a gift in your will. Radio, we created a radio advert and ran that on Premier Christian Radio. Um, we have developed some digital advertising. Uh, so this included both some, some display ads, um, some, some social advertising and pay-per-click and uh, really important in an awareness campaign to, to consider that um, a lot of people are going to be searching. So really thinking through um, your thinking through that route through from uh, Google or whichever search engine people are using uh, to finding to finding your legacy landing page and making sure that, that we we've definitely increased our investment to help make sure that. Um, at this moment where we are uh, advertising and encourage people to search for tier fund gifts and wills that people will find that route and that way through. The results I can't share with you because as you'll have picked up from me talking about the timings, um, this has been, uh, th this is still live. Uh, and so we haven't been able to, uh, to, to say what the final results were. We do know the early stages of January really encouraging um, in in the the cost per click and the click through rate on our social media advertising was an improvement again on what we'd seen in October, which gives us that early sign that we're we're on the right track. One thing I think that we haven't done yet, which really would be beneficial, is develop a toolkit around a proposition. So at the moment, what we've done is we've developed a core proposition and we've rolled that out into a few different. Um, channels. Um, what we haven't done is really established 
um, the the parameters and what you can flex, what what are the must haves and where is there room uh, with uh, with the proposition, which I think will be useful to us as we go beyond this and want to continue using it. Um, so that's on the list of something to come back to and and think how do we make sure we make that clear so that whoever is working on our legacy materials, whether it's a, an in-house team or an external agency, they're all kit clear on how to use the legacy proposition and um, and where there's uh, the ability to flex. So that's the end of my, um, uh, my session. I hope you found it useful. If you do have questions, then uh, I believe um, you can place them in the chat or my contact details are available and I'd be really happy to hear from you and respond to you. Uh, and I hope you found it useful. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.